Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Goes hard to log on. It's over the top of Coley. It's six. The full firepower of England's openers unleashed in Adelaide. The butler did it in a hailstorm the likes of which cricket has rarely seen. England romp home in the semi-final, none down. And this World Cup will finish on a nostalgic note. It's a reprise of 1992. We go back to the MCG to see Pakistan and England in the trophy decider. That was the call from Jared last night. What a performance from England. And we all get jibbed of what we wanted to. Brett Jeeves, of course, we don't know. I'm not sure about look, jibs. Wow. Just, yeah, let's, look, just, we, we, let's just not use it again until we can get some <laughs> formal clarification from someone. Pakistan and India is what we wanted. But an amazing performance in there in Adelaide to watch it in his hometown or his new hometown from the last few years. And the host of a tremendous program I'll talk about yesterday, which I listened to an hour of, Barat Sandrasen. Good morning, my friend. How are you going? Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, mixed emotions. Uh, I was also oh. gunning for an India-Pakistan final, a repeat of what we saw a few weeks ago at the MCG. But, but hey, maybe we're getting a repeat of what we saw 30 years ago. And maybe it's Pakistan's time again to, as Bill Lorry said, up, up in the air, and Pakistan win the World Cup. Maybe you're going to see a repeat of that. <laughs> well, I did enjoy. Well, I did full respect to Jared putting the um, the mayonnaise on the end of it about that. That we, you know, here we go with the two thousand, <laughs> the nineteen ninety two replay, etc. I get that, and I probably would have done the same thing. However, very much a disappointing sense. But I tell you what, the 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 second option, Pakistan and England, will still be absolutely sensational. Tell us about the game. Uh, last night and is it really simple that we break it down to those first 10 or 12 overs for India where it was a very confusing top order approach from India from my perspective how did you see it? Uh, No it really summed up you're absolutely right Flash this first 10 overs summed up where India are as a T20i team Um, they've been trying to break free they've been trying to play the kind of fearless cricket that they like to talk about uh, but, I mean, fearless cricket doesn't just mean coming out and playing a lot of shots. Not that we saw that either. Uh, it's about uh, having the right man- mindset. It's about picking the right team, which can play that brand of cricket. But somewhere Indian cricket seems to be stuck in between taking the full plunge and still hanging on to you know uh, what they believe can still work in T20 cricket. And it all played out in those first 10 hours where... Even though England bowled really well, their plans were great, their execution was good, they never got going. And then they were uh, left to play catch-up. They did all right in the last five, six overs. They did more than all right. But it was never going to be enough against the 
firepower of this English side, especially if they didn't lose early wickets. Barat, uh, Brett here, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm sad for you because I know that uh, back home in, in, in India, um, it would be chaos at the moment. Oh. What, will be, what will be the consequences, ramifications for this Indian team from that loss last night? And, and, and also provide us a bit of, a bit of insight into, into what it will be like in India at the moment after that loss. Uh, no, I mean, uh, uh, red television screens would have been switched off a few minutes before that last six was hit. I don't think they would have been listening <laughs> to Jared's call. Uh, they wouldn't have wanted to know how England finished it off. Because it, 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 it's not just the fact that India have exited in the semi-final stage, but they've been smashed. They, they were just you know, humbled at the Adelaide Oval last night uh, by England, uh, who, again, going back to how to play T20 cricket, uh, they, were, they were given a lesson a masterclass on how where T20 cricket is right now. So, yeah, I mean, the postmortems will continue for quite a while. Um, already, I was just walking around the media centre yesterday listening to some of the regional news channels whose reporters are here covering this tournament. Yeah, pretty much every member of that 15 uh, or every member of that squad was uh, being criticised whether he or she played a game or not. <laughs> so, but that's how it's going to be. Because, look, it also means that that run... Uh, without a T20 World Cup uh, trophy, now climbs to 17 years. Right, the next World Cup is 2024. So India yet to have won a, 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 a T20 title since the IPL came into being, which you were a part of in the early days, Brett. So you know how it is. So it, it, it's quite something. And again, no World Cup, no ICC trophy to talk about since the 2011 50-over trophy uh, World Cup. So while Indian cricket keeps rising um, as a superpower in terms of its finances. Mm, there will be people who will say, but, like, you know, it, does it even mean anything if they don't win world titles? Yeah, which is, which is a great question. So, I mean, if you, if you, if you look at their, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll kind of look towards the next World Cup and the preparation for that. What can they change? I mean, they've already got um, the biggest T20 competition in the world in terms of you know, franchises and money spent, and so there, there's a tick there. Does it then break down into, into some of the domestic structures or domestic preparations? What, what do you think can change, and how can they improve? No, I mean, look, if you have the biggest T20 league in the world, which like they do, um, that needs to reflect in the way you play your T20i cricket, mm. right? And it goes back to not being fearless enough. It goes back to not really tapping into where this format is currently at the international level. Uh, and look, no surprise is that the two guys who really stood out, uh, apart from Virat Kohli, who is just a class apart, is are Surya Kumar Yadav and Arshdeep Singh, who have done well in domestic cricket, uh, Surya Kumar Yadav, for years. But it's really... Uh, what he's done in the IPL in the last couple of years that helped him break into the side. And he's allowed to play what he, the way he does in the IPL. Whereas lots of these other IPL stars, young guys like Prithvi Shaw and all these others, haven't got that opportunity. Uh, India still kind of hung on to the Rohits and the Virats. White ball grades, all right. But are they playing T20 cricket at the level where it's being played at everywhere else? And, and I think that's what needs to happen, right? What happens in the IPL needs to somehow start to be reflecting at in the international team and that's the only way India will catch up.
Can you can you see some similarities in in Australia and the BBL? So you know, you kind of spoke about the success of the IPL, and that should reflect in 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 a successful Indian team, and and certainly an approach. If you look at the BBL, has been on the slide last season, the season before. The crowds are declining, the international star power isn't quite there, and we and we've seen certainly over the last period and, and this tournament, the Australian team really struggling in the in the format. Can you can you make that comparison? Do you think? I think it's a great comparison, and uh, also, uh, you know, Australia did win the World Cup last year, but nobody gave mm. them a chance. But I think you'd agree that that did not make them the best team in this format, right? It, uh, they won a lot of tosses, whatever they tried worked out for them last year, and some guys really put their hands up, uh, up and down the order to help them win that trophy. But this year, they went in with a pretty similar philosophy with maybe a couple of newer names, like Tim David coming through the system. But it didn't work out. They were found out as well, right? Australia, uh, even going into that last game where they wanted a big win and they just tried going uh, hell for leather, it didn't work out against the very seasoned Afghanistan team, who again, who had players who played so much more T20 cricket than some of the Aussies who were in that playing eleven. So, in a way, it does. I mean, it kind of reflects um, uh, an almost an approach which needs to be kind of completely changed. And uh, there needs to be a clean sweep, not just with Indian T20 air cricket, but Australian T20 air cricket as well. Tell me about what I want to focus on just for the moment here, Brett, is last night, um, Rahul's the first wicket down and just in the middle part of the second over at one for nine. The next wicket fell at two for 56 at the last ball the ninth over, I think maybe there was one more delivery to go. That period last night, I found it very confusing watching last night. You've got... You know, two of the two of the best players in the world still in Sharma and Kohli, Yadav to come, etc. Um, and we saw what Hardik did late in the. I I I found their tactics really really funny and unusually Kohli for me. Just let the dictating happen from the other end from in the with the with the bowlers. Is that is that a bit too brutal or what was your reflection? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, look, that's where India lost the game, uh, right? They just yep. did not put enough runs on the board. Uh, and the way England batted, who knows? Maybe even if they put 200 on that pitch. Uh, uh, credit to Josh Butler. Not many people expected uh, the team winning the toss to uh, not bat first on that pitch, uh, which, oh, I hope we stop calling it the use pitch. It was used six days ago, so I don't even know whether it counts in the T20 sense. But no, you're right. Um, uh, there was a sameness to it. Right, and when you have unpredictable batters or guys who can really shock the opposition, like Surikumar Yadav, like Rishabh Pant, like Butler and Hales, you want them to spend more time out there, or at least uh, be given uh, a longer go uh, in this format, so that not only are they scoring runs quickly, but they're always keeping the opposition on their feet, making them change their plans, which is what Surya has done throughout this tournament. But with Rohit who has struggled for form throughout this tournament. Uh, he got stuck. Virat Kohli uh, was clearly getting frustrated, not getting to run the twos that he wanted to. At least three or four times, I noticed him getting quite annoyed while he was batting with Rohit. And, you know, by the time Rohit Sharma got out, um, they were already at the halfway mark. And I think Adil Rashid deserves a lot of credit as well. He bowled really well, but I completely agree with you. They were, he was allowed to bowl very well as well. He, he wasn't really taken apart. The one time Surya Kumar Yadav tried to do that, Again, credit to Adil Rashid. He he got him out. So that's the period where maybe India will look back and say, that's where we need someone uh, 
like the like what you know England have these guys who just come and actually play fearless cricket and just not talk about it. Barat, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you about the brilliance of Jared Waitley. You've you've spent uh, a little bit of time with him throughout the T20 World Cup, and uh, before we we had you on, I'm not sure if you listened to the opener, the the call of um, of Jared. Um, uh, at the back end of the game last night, and and he said, and, and I want to ask you whether whether this was pre-planned or whether this just flew off the top of uh, off the top of his head. Excuse me. The but. I'm not sure what's happened there. A bit of Alex Jezelinko, but uh, he said the butler did it in a hailstorm the likes we've never seen. Is that is that something you think he's been sitting on for this moment over the last ten years? If Butler Hale dominate a game, I'm going to run with this, or is that just flown off the top of his head? Do you think? I mean, you've you've done a lot of live radio, hosted shows, written. You're a master of the English language. What do you think? Uh, no, I mean that's just the brilliance of Jared Waitley. He just comes through. He does it over and over again. Right? Not not just with cricket, but with footy and every other sport. He he calls around the world. Uh, I was there right behind him and he, you know, he produced one of the, the best calls ever seen, I guess, in T20 World Cup or any World Cup uh, history with Virat Kohli at the MCG. And he mm. matched it last night. I was standing right behind him. Uh, I mean, that's just the, the master at work, to be very, very honest. Uh, it just, these lines just come to you, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's one thing, these lines coming to you, but then to deliver it when it matters and the way he does it, uh, is what makes him the best in the world. Now, now listen, my good friend. I was listening tomorrow to your show yesterday, and we got a little bit of that. Just uh, that little sting. Can I, I'll get Link just to play that little three-second sting for me again. I need you to help me out here. Basilenko, you beauty. Can you run me through that. That was brilliant yesterday with you and Colo. By the way, I was enjoyed every bit of it. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Honestly, I never imagined I would get to host a radio show and that to a three-hour one and that to uh, you know be part of um, Australian radio broadcasting history in in, in a way. Uh, Colo said he grew up listening to the quiz, uh, the super quiz, the sports quiz, and uh, yeah. And look, I've gotten used to being uh, referred to with uh, many names. Uh, after I moved here, I have an alter ego. Uh, Flash knows all about it. I'm also called Barry Sanderson by some. Um, but yeah, Baz and Bazalenko seem to have caught on. So uh, yeah, I don't know how my family back in India will react to it. I don't think they'll get it. But yeah, it, it was quite an experience. And to have callers uh, as well, Collins, you know, and we had guests from everywhere, from Harsha Bogle to Zainab Abbas, to Ian Smith, to Sam Perry and the English media. So it was great fun. Thank you so much for listening to it. It was terrific and great to hear your voice. Uh, just in a word, who wins the final? Uh, I think I, I spoiled it uh, at the very start of the show. Flash up, up in the air, Pakistan win the World Cup. I think we're going to see a repeat of that. <laughs> uh, also, bro, you might want to keep that Bill Laurie impersonation to yourself moving forward. <laughs> I was happy with that. Yeah, hey, it's also it, it's also six fifty-five in the morning. I've just not even had this. We will see mate. where we are, like in the next few hours. <laughs> yeah, guys. Legend. Loved having you on again, mate, and uh, great to hear your voice over what's been a wonderful World Cup in 2022 here in Australia. 